0: conqueror the lion the champion is here ladies and gentlemen i'm not talking about myself mark Masai. i'm talking about our guest this evening that, that is Collins Collins Injaram. Injaram. he hung his boots four months ago uh, and he has his reasons for that he will tell us how life has transformed over the last four months and what this means uh, for him and what else he is looking to get into uh, in fact he's just come from naivasha he was golfing <laughs> Uh, that just tells you, Jama, uh, either he's made it, I <laughs> mean, uh, he's just uh, spending some good time, uh, you know, getting into some good, occupying, positive activity. Ladies and gentlemen, the man I'm talking about here is an Olympian. He has been awarded the Order of the Grand Warrior of Kenya. He is, more importantly, a father of three, a husband of one, and <laughs> Hall of Famer. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in Fiji not too long ago. And a few uh, weeks later into the Hall of Fame in Melrose uh, Sevens. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is just to give you perspective of the man that we are sitting with. He has made or tried 279 tries internationally. That's setting a record, being the second highest scorer in the world. He's seated right next to me. hi Ayote. There's so much more I can say about his accolades and his achievements on the pitch of rugby. But first things first, uh what do
1: Jambo, I think after such an introduction, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. No, no, no. Jambo, hi guys. Yes. Um, excited to be here. Thanks for the invite.
0: No, thank you for honoring it and um, yeah. Kolo, for the first time, allow me to call you Kolo. We're on first name okay, basis, by okay. the way, me and Kolo. So, <laughs> for the first time in 23 years, mm. we will not be in the Kenya Rugby 7s. We've been relegated. This happened on May 21st after we lost to Canada 12-7. Um, and this was in a London series. And I know he was watching because he tweeted time to rebuild with proper structures by the way we had a good run yeah. up until your game yeah against Canada yeah. from what you were, how you were watching the game and the build-up what
1: went wrong um, I think I can't say it's, it's that specific tournament that things went wrong um, I think it's, it's been a build-up over years over, over time yeah and if you are a keen rugby guy or a guy who really follows the sport, you could say probably we saw it coming. Okay. But we never actually did anything to stop it. I think it's one of those situations where you sweep things under the carpet but then there's one day it uh italipuka. Yes. that's what happened. Um of course if you look at the London seven, like you said, things were going well. And I think we've played I think the whole season, that's the best track we've played that last tournament when now we knew we were going to be relegated. Because mm. you could see the boys passing, the the ball was flowing, the, there was nice movement of the ball. Until that last game, I don't know clearly what happened, mm. but I think if we had played the same way we were playing during those first two, three games that we played in that pool, we, we would have been in a good place. Because yeah. you could see the hunger, you could see the teamwork. But now in the last game, the teamwork kind of dropped a little bit, I don't mm. know why, probably, if the players, maybe maybe one, one person was looking for that moment of, <coughs> I call it the Hombachi moment, the yes. one that he took us to the Olympic. Yes. Probably one player was looking for that, because mm. there were instances where we could have passed the ball and scored a try at the corner, or just let the ball flow, mm. and it didn't, happen. it didn't happen. And I think, like I said, it's something that has been building over the years. Over time. And that's why when you say, when you saw me tweeting, it's it's heartbreaking, it's a very sad thing that has happened to us. Yeah. Because that was the best I, uh, in Kenya, when you, when you because Kenya Sevens is the one that gets all the exposure. Yes. We play all these continents, we play the top teams in the world. And for the young guys who are coming up, they, they've always dreamt of playing for Kenya Sevens. Mm. But now it has been robbed, it has been robbed of them. So what
0: does this mean for us in terms of not just losing that uh, particular game and yeah. being relegated, how does that what does that translate to now that we won't be in the sevens
1: um internationally? it will be tough i mean what what it means we have to go through now the qualifying process we have to qualify first of all through africa mm-hmm. then you go into the challenger qualifier series you win that then now you go and play the pool games like the one tonga did yes. in london yeah. i think now you play the last the bottom three teams in the in the rugby series and now the teams have been reduced to 12 yes and now you see, that is a very tiresome, long process of getting back. But if we invest properly, if we get that exposure right, we can't just keep waiting for, I mean, one tournament or two mm. tournaments a year and so that we can prepare for that. I think now we have to really go back to the drawing board, go for all these satellite tournaments, the Amsterdam Sevens, the Roma Sevens, all those invitationals, the Dubai Invitational Sevens. Yeah. We have to send a team there Yeah. and a team of young guys who now We'll develop them into the guys who will take us through all, all the way to the qualification of the series
0: almost seems like you're saying we should start on a clean slate so if you were in charge and i'll ask you about that yeah. uh we start building a younger crew and a younger um squad yeah to prepare them to get so basically natuambia hatuta shine tena for a while
1: no to shine yeah because because even the team that you, that is there at the moment is of a very young age group. Right. The only thing that happened to them is that probably they never got the learnings from the senior guys. Because right. most of the senior guys were out. <clears throat> so they never got that opportunity to learn from the senior guys. And you see, in a team, when you have a senior kind of setup, it helps with a lot of things. Number one, it helps the younger players mm-hmm. come in comfortably, relax. Eh? They don't have that pressure of, I have to perform. And then you help them in understanding the game. It helps You help them with the culture of the team. They understand the culture of the team. But now you see this, all these young guys coming coming in, in, out, and some of them have been in there for a couple of years. Yeah. And even them, for now to be called senior guys, the likes of um, Oyo, Oyo, who was the captain, Billy Dembo, who was there, those kind of, we call them, they were the senior guys at this time. Mm-hmm. But even them, they did not go through the proper system of becoming a senior guy. So, whose failure was that? Um, I think it's the transition, <coughs> how the team was being transitioned. Okay. Honestly. For me, I think it's how we've handled the transition. Because, yes, we've been maintaining a couple of guys, maybe two, three guys who have been there. Like for me, I've been there for long. Mm. You maintained me, probably you maintained Amonde, you maintained probably the likes of Oscar Uma. But now, there was, we always kept ignoring the, the, the link, the middle group, yep. the link between the most senior guys and the younger guys. Mm. Every time they develop, somehow something used to happen. Before a season, we get kicked out. Mm-hmm. Then they kick all those guys out. They're bringing fresh guys who are—I'm not saying they're bad players. They're yeah. very talented, but because they just did a, a big run at the local circuit or they did this, they just brought into the team and tell and been told yeah. go in. So suddenly, every year in the team, we are we are teaching passing, we are teaching basics, mm-hmm. we are teaching tackling, we are teaching all so many things, by the time you get it, it's towards the end of the season. Then those guys who we taught, at the beginning of the other season, Mm -hmm. they're not there again. Then they're being brought new players. Suddenly every year, it's the same cycle and the same, as much as you say you're maintaining some crop of guys, it wasn't enough. We needed these middle group kind of guys who have been there in the team.
0: So besides the transition, what else do you mean or refer to when you tweeted, we need
1: to rebuild the structure? Um, number one, I think the culture uh, at some point was really affected in the team. It disappeared because of the in, out, the, the movement that was coming in. And also, um, I think there was a time where players were pit against each other. Mm. The senior guys and the junior guys were pit against each other. So suddenly, you find there's a big rift. Mm. Because when guys who are in charge of, that, of the game that time come and tell the senior guys, um, the junior guys, don't want you guys in the team because they say you are controlling them you are doing yeah. this then they go ahead and tell the same junior guys the senior guys are saying they don't you in the team you don't listen you don't mm. do this suddenly there's a big rift. and you see we didn't actually realize it i and i think until 20 when we went for the olympics that's when one of the younger guys who's very i consider him very very bold enough and very yeah very very sane in mind, came to us and told us, hey, in a uh, very simple my guys, when you nayebna mbia chesko that CC do do you mean that's when we realized aha at the coach at that time yeah. was pulling the team apart. Thinking that uh, uh mention names. Oh thinking that <laughs> you are trying to you you are building the team by yeah. making sure that this, you're building. Of course you're building the junior guys, but then again, as much as you're doing that, you're splitting, the team is being this split. This is while
0: you were actively there. When I was still
1: actively there. So that, that particular, see, that particular time, watch, we, yeah. we came to realize that what was happening. When it was happening, uh. um, guys discovered it, that it's happening. Okay. And suddenly now, even everything wasn't working. Because suddenly these, guys are, these junior guys have so much power mm-hmm. that they don't even listen to what things are being, mm-hmm. being said.
0: We'll get, to, we'll get to the coach, <laughs> two. Um When someone, a layman is watching, the performance uh, is, has maybe just dipped and we've been relegated. Yeah. A layman would say, we need to see heads roll. Is that an approach you would take if you were in charge?
1: Um, I
0: can't see in heads. And the but... technical team and
1: what have um, Definitely, I think we, need, we really need to improve in terms of how we approach the game. Yeah. The game has changed. And I think we need to understand our Kenyan culture. We have players that are not fully equipped or fully skilled. Mm. Very few players can be have been fully skilled to, to handle such kind of competition. But I think if you look at the Kenyan scope, mm. the typical Kenyan player is still struggling with his left pass. The typical Kenyan player is still struggling with the struggling. And the reason for that is that we started rugby late. Oh. Very few of our players started rugby at the age of five, or seven, very few. Now, probably it's now that they, they are coming up. But most of the guys who have been there, the guys who started rugby at high school, that's late. That's too late. <clears throat> so by the time you even develop the skills, yeah. and you see the skills built taught in Kenya, it's very different. The skills yeah. Mwamba players will have mm-hmm. is not the same skills Cabras players would have. Yeah. It's not the same skills KCB players would have because of the different approach. We don't have a standardization approach mm. in how we, we play the game. Mm. Even on development level, you see teams like Adieu South Africa because the development path is very clear. Australia, their development path is very clear. They know even if a player is playing in the under 19s, the player knows this is the structure, I will find it when I go to the senior team. So that player will never struggle with structure. Got you. That player knows that I need to have my passing, my this, for me to be able to handle that. Yeah. So the only thing that will be changing from when he's young until he plays for the national team. Is the intensity that's all that he needs to change mm. which is how he gyms how he runs how he communicates the intensity is the one that changes but in terms of structure and skills there's no compromise it's starting from Ukochini, yeah and it goes all the way up so everybody understands even if i want to play for Springboks, even if i want to play for the wallabies for the all blacks the structure is the same you yeah. go to club rugby structure is the same the approach Probably the things, the, the tricks might be different, but the approach is the same. Mm. And you see that cuts across. But for us, it's very different because you get players who come and say, ah, I my club miss Fanyangi Right.
0: And um, if you're speaking as someone who can actually get the bigger picture because you've been in the game, you understand it, and you've seen best world best practice. What is the main coach?
1: Uh, I think to answer that question, I would say it's only fair to share the knowledge. And if I share the knowledge in a coach capacity, why not? Okay. If I share the knowledge is in a consultancy consultancy capacity, I would do that because at the end of the day, I also want another player to have the same dream, right? And the dream to and to achieve the dream. Okay. And that's why I have kind of transitioned a bit into coaching. At the moment, I'm working with Mwamba Rugby. On the upcoming seven series so for me i really want to see those guys develop and like you said i've been in the game for long i mean mm-hmm. i've gone through so many coaches i've gone through local coaches i've gone through international coaches i've played for different invitational international teams with yeah. different coaches yeah and i think i've gathered so much i've gathered so much that i can share and i i think i kind of understand what needs to be done for yeah. a player to be able to achieve the goals that they set themselves okay. because at the end of the day most of our players all you need to do is unlock here <clears throat> most of our kenyan players you unlock here you're fine mm-hmm.
0: so Collins uh, diplomatically answers he can give the advice <laughs> uh, consultancy or whatnot but why not even as a coach so i want you uh, to comment here as you're following this conversation online um, Vincent Mumba says, hello guys, I'm watching from Thika MKU. Thank you for that. And you've made a request. We'll take note of that. But I want people to talk about the issue of uh, whether you'd want Colin Zingera to coach the national uh, Sevens uh, team because um, he, he is already coaching. He's pr- perhaps preparing for that responsibility on a national scale. Uh, so you tell us what you think. Uh, tell us on the comment section of this as you follow online um, so there is now a new leadership in terms of the on a national scale we have um, a new uh, cs on sports what would you tell him he's probably listened to the part of structure and that you're willing to be coach but what would you tell the cs to prioritize for
1: rugby in this country um of course, I'll speak for rugby at the moment because that's where yeah, for I'm rugby. vastly experienced. For rugby. Um, I think all that's needed to be done is, in I think they should invest in proper structures. By structures, I mean the infrastructure, the, the, the fields, yeah, um, the gym. I know the union has a mandate to run the sport, but I think without the government's support, yeah, it should be very difficult. And as you know, at the moment, Kenya Rugby Union is really struggling with, I think, uh, financial <laughs> status. And now that we're, we've been relegated as well, it's, it's not going to get good unless now we find a person who has really decided to invest in it and grow with it. And I think the government, if the government does that, um, I think it's, it's, it's very key for them to be able to support because now this will mean that even the corporates yeah. will come in. And you see, there is this thing that I think is a Kenyan culture that we are used to that we reward people after they perform. You see, when the team goes and plays poorly, we learn at the airport, probably we're just met by our wives, <laughs> our course. girlfriends, whoever, our Uber drivers. <laughs> but then when we win, the security dancers are there. The, po-
0: the <laughs> po- State House. politicians
1: are there. Hey, to pale eka, breakfast, to peo apples, sausages, bacon, nene. you enjoy, you have the good life. <laughs> but now you see, it's it's not about that. Yeah. I think if we invest in it, because that's what it's needed. Yeah. If the corporates or the government invest in it. Even now is the right time. Mm. Come with this team from down, build it. Because at the end of the day, I think if we do that, we'll be fine. Instead of just waiting, oh, we have come here, we have to check or 200, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You, you are there posing, then after that, you are left wallowing. They don't even know how you use that money or what happened. Yeah, yeah. But I think at the moment now, like I yeah. said, proper structures, that is part of it. Invest in the sport. Get a sponsor because going to this all these satellite tournaments, we will need sponsorship. You're now
0: in the p. You have been in the public relations space, a space yeah. that I'm also in. Yeah. You appreciate the value of such a brand, yeah. rugby sevens, uh, Kenya rugby sevens on an international stage. Yeah. Speak to the corporates in terms of the value that it would bring to the team and to them as well. In um, partnership. I wouldn't say they are they don't want to partner i wouldn't say they they it's hard to convince them yeah so why aren't we seeing them hop on to such opportunities um, even and from the local i think to level. be honest
1: like you said i'm a peer guy yeah and i love honesty. i'll be very honest i think probably why some of the corporates are kind of shying away is because of our history okay of what has been happening of the story they've heard about kenya rugby union and you see i would say um, it's a good thing, like you say, there's now new leadership in the kind of management of the sport as well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the sport in Kenya and also in rugby union as well. Yes. We have that luxury. We've gotten new leaders on board. Yeah. We have our new chairman, Sasham um, Thai, who I think has the best interest of the game at heart. We have new directors in place. And I think if they get the um, trust back of the corporates, I know corporates can in, can invest i mean even now it's not that much because i know we are not on the global scene but if a corporate invests you you get the exposure you get the brand exposure kenya sevens is a big brand we can't even sit back at, and lie about it mm-hmm. i think the only <clears throat> thing that happened at that time is um the corporate i think lost trust okay with the team and i think that is what really hurt us, and that's why people are pulling away. Every time you go ask for something, people are pulling away. And we were not helping ourselves because of yeah. the stories that were coming out. Yeah. You hear money came in, has been used, you were. So which, you tell me which corporate would want, would, to, would want invest. to invest. Yeah.
0: Because you're not sure it yeah.
1: will get to you. I, even if they come with their own stringent or strict structures, there was a way that the guys who were in the leadership that time just used to find a way around it. But I think at the moment, this is the best time to do it get in build with the team by the time we get to the challenger series the team has exposure is taken care of and it's good because as players we never ask for much yeah we just want to know your salaries will be paid your medical is in check very small things Mm -hmm. that will keep a player happy rather than a player being having committed all his time there but there's nothing coming out of it
0: yeah Yeah. ben wanasakami He says to the question whether uh, you should be given the job uh, to coach the national team. And he says, yes, why not? Uh, (laughs) Keep that coming. I want to encourage people to interact (laughs) online and on the chat section here. We're following the YouTube link, the live YouTube link. Um, And now I want to look at the highlights of your 17-year international career. You hung your boots January 24th, I believe. It's been four months. What informed it? Because when, when I hear you speak about how it's taken time to get to relegation for, for the Kenya Rugby Sevens, it's as if you had seen things going wrong and you're like, I've had it with this. Is it also you just saying you're not going to deal anymore with such mediocrity in terms of management? Um, part of it, yes. Um, of course, age was catching up. Yeah, that's what you said. I mean, you're a PR guy. <laughs> so you said... Uh, uh you listen to your body yes. and you said it's time mm-hmm. but when someone else hears you talk about the management of the game here um, um i'll be honest
1: with you it's 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 true that that also informed my decision in retiring it's not an easy decision mark let me just tell you retirement it's it's never an easy decision right i thought one day i i always myself and even told my fellow players that ah one day i'll just wake up and i know it's time yeah yes you wake up you know it's time but when you go do it you can't do it i think it's a decision i've, I've held it for i retired this year i think i held it for three years oh. before the olympics i knew it's gonna be olympics then i retire i went to the olympics 20, the 2020 olympics i didn't retire mm-hmm. came back home i go gone up bado. Yeah. I'll be doing myself injustice because I'm still feeling, I'm still strong. Right. Um, Nekasema, mm-hmm. let me do one more World Cup, World Cup Sevens. Mm-hmm. Nikasema, this one, it would be perfect. I'll go to the World Cup Sevens, it will be my fourth um, World Cup in a row. Cape Town, South Africa, beautiful place to retire. You'll get your parade, the stadium, Nini. Ah, perfect. I get to SA, I'm still with the plan. Played the first game. Plan and crumble. Call it, do it. Yes, he said. Kamaliza finished, came back home. I, I was contemplating. I was saying, okay, call it now is the time. Akuna, there's nothing. There's no more sevens. World Cup Kapishaisha, servants mm. Sevens ni till Dubai. Just call it. I Kakidogo, I get a call up by the then 15th coach, Bolodera. Mm. Asks me, do you want to play? I hey, why not? Turnikona, very beautiful plan. Yeah, retire where you started because I started off with the 15s mm. so nikasema let me go to france if i don't qualify i will retire if i qualify i'll still have to wait for the world cup that's yeah. one more year yeah. to wait for the world cup we go to france play first game play second suddenly the dream is alive we have the finals against um namibia nikasema whatever happens in this game after this Done. perfect international media is here i've even said I'll Press conference, sit there after the game, say, Oh, I'm retiring from international rugby. Oh, finish the game. Namibia beat us, I think, 30 something nil. I couldn't do it. I <laughs> yes. just couldn't say, This you is know. it. Mm. But then now I came uh, back to Kenya. Um, I rested for a bit. I got an opportunity to play for a team called Monaco IMPIS in the Dubai Invitational. I went there. I played Kidogo. Um, came back. That's when I got the call. I had gone and called earlier to go to Fiji, but I didn't know Fiji was gonna put me in the walk of fame in the street. The walk of fame, yep, I didn't know me, just knew I'm attending a tournament as a guest. So I get to Fiji, it's this big thing from the airport, everyone is there shouting. I actually felt like Eh? this is it, this is the life now, (laughs) Eh? and I'm getting it after probably on my (laughs) end days of my career, yeah. Yeah. But then I get to Fiji. during the week, I'm being told, by the way, uh, before the tournament, you're going to unveil your plaque on the Walk of Fame. Yes. And the town wine is called Fiji Rugby Town. It's called Sigatoka. It's, yes. a, it's a rugby town. It's where now they, all their big, most of their big players come from. And it's proper rugby. There is no way you go into that town. I think that's it, we have know. a
0: picture of that showing right yes. now. So yeah. I
1: go, um, I get there. Everybody in the streets knows you. Everybody at the hotel. It was crazy. So when I availed my plaque, I think when I came back home, um, after that, that's when I decided, I think colleagues just call it. Because I think it's been too long. Now you've started being honored with such things. You can't be honored and still be there running around after the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's, that's when I just jotted something down, came back home, posted.
0: Did, you, that... did, you, did you consult someone after you jotted it? I have always been it.
1: consulting. Ever so who since. did you ask? first i called the first one i called my dad i asked my dad of course my wife knew i yeah. was going to do it because yeah. she also kept telling me hey you need to decide uh yeah. if you let it go we see if there are the other opportunities that will come of it mm. then of course i called my dad i talked to my mom i spoke to my bro and i think those are the main guys my wife um, those are the main people that really knew what was going on yeah, yeah. after consulting my dad told me if that's what you feel and that's what you want. I mean, be a Time in hand, yeah. you can't continue staying somewhere that you're not happy. Yeah. And you see, I'm saying happy not because I was that much frustrated. Ever in my whole career, I've never even woken up, doubted myself, mm-hmm. going for training. siku mm-hmm. Hey, Is it a must when they're training? Mm-hmm. But I started doing that. I started doing that because number one, um, the environment wasn't right. Okay. environment was as much as i psych myself at home i get to the training (laughs) moods deep deep even the guys are unhappy it was just a lot of things that was going on Mm. and that's when i decided i think it's time for me to call it because now if i start doubting myself right i'll start becoming a negative Mm. impact even not only to me to my fellow teammates and i couldn't do that
0: did anyone try to talk you out of it Uh, ah after i had
1: announced (laughs) uh-huh. <laughs> That's why he said let me who just Who comes to it. mind?
0: Who comes to mind having told you, hey who bro? Um anyone in the game, any coaches?
1: Yeah, I think my my teammates as well, could not believe it. Um a coach, I'd say even Geoffrey Kimani was telling me just do twenty twenty four, just do parties.
0: Yeah. Just
1: do one, then you can now live in peace. Yeah. Just do one more Olympics in Kamambia. I, I think I'll be doing an injustice to the, to the, to the system because right. I won't be committed there. I'll just be doing it because I want to get this 2024 Paris mm. thing. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to, if I'm out there, because for me, when I'm out there, I compete. Yeah. And it's, I go for it, I you compete. <laughs> <speaking> <speaking> Younger <a> guy, <speaking> <speaking> elder guy, mm. me, I go for competition. No, no. Mm.
0: Yeah. So your wife must have been happy, and the kids as well, three kids, because they'll
1: have ah. daddy there more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll celebrate. Yes, I think they're, they're they're very happy. Um, wife, of course, was very happy. Yeah, number one, because now I'll be at home, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll be spending more time with the kids. Yeah, um, the kids were happy. Um, like I said, even now I'm doing school runs, things that I never used to do. Yeah, um, I take them to school in the morning. Um, when I have time in the evening, I go and pick them, mm. and it's something that they love doing. Mm. But my daughter actually never experienced that because she was she was there at the time when i was you away leaving at 5 am coming back to you at uh, 5 6 when she's already back so it was it was tough but the two boys have really enjoyed it i mean school run every day in the morning with daddy they love it and now i have more time the family Mm. um weekends of course most of my weekends were fully booked because it's either training or game Mm. it was just rugby or i've traveled but now at least i get time i can be home on a saturday Sometimes I find it very difficult to wake <laughs> up on a Saturday do on Saturdays at yeah. <laughs> start finding things to do yeah yeah,
0: so we'll talk we'll talk about what you've gotten into and the stuff that uh, you're doing um but are there moments, maybe even when you were watching this last game where we were relegated
1: that you' were like, "I'm on get cartoons idea, my boy definitely i won 't even lie. it was very tough um I was looking at the games, some of the games, not even the last tournament, yeah. throughout the season. I've been watching the games throughout the season. There are, there are places where, in Afrika, fickle, I But then again, that was expected right. after retirement. I think that was because you keep hanging on to that thing that you've let go. You keep yeah. thinking about it. You're always there thinking, I'm going to go I'm going to go back. To mm. I'm going to and those moments are there.
0: Mm.
1: And sometimes it gets very frustrating when it happens. it Because you keep knowing, because you know yeah. that these players can do actually better. But they're not doing the what they needed to do. Yeah. And you know probably it's because they didn't have any senior guys in the squad. Mm. Because you see some of the things that were happening, you know if somebody, two or three senior guys were there, that wouldn't have happened like mm-hmm. that. It would have been different. But then again, at the end of the day, have to move on. The team has four be, months I mean, on. The, the game is bigger than any yeah. individual.
0: But four yeah. months on, you like, it still made the right decision. I think so. Yeah. Yeah.